You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. Have you been blessed and encouraged by everything apostolic? This is Brother Rodas. There's two ways you can support this ministry financially. Number one, you can go to charlesarodas.com and purchase one of our books. Or number two, uh, you can support everything apostolic for as little as 99 cents a month. There's a support link on each of our podcasts. Thanks for considering. You have just found everything apostolic. Well, praise the Lord. This is Charles Rodas, your host of this podcast. And today we're going to do part two of spiritual warfare. And uh, our last podcast was part one. And uh, yeah, a complex, deep subject. We're all learning, and uh, yeah, I just want to encourage you today because you are an overcomer. You are an overcomer. Now, if you want to read on this subject, some years ago, I wrote a book called Satan, Demons, and You, and I deal with a lot of different aspects of um evil spirits, how they work, how they operate, how they transfer from one person to another, and uh, how they gain control and how to have victory over them. And uh, on Amazon, it's got some great reviews of individuals that love the book. So I would encourage you to take a look at it. You can get it on my website at charlesarodas.com, or you can uh, order it uh, through Amazon. So anyway, we're going to look at uh, Ephesians chapter 6 again, that same verse that we focused on last week. Why? Because, again, you, as myself, are in a spiritual battle right now. There is a warfare going on. Now, it may not be as strong today as it has been. Some people are you know, in extreme warfare uh, because of what's going on in their life. And there are times that God gives us rest. We gain victory and God gives deliverance. And uh, we're able to back off from that and gain strength and encouragement and uh, just get reinforcement, so to speak. Oh, thank God that we have mighty weapons in the Lord. We've got the name of Jesus We've got the blood of Jesus. We've got fasting and prayer. Oh, my. We've got weapons that when we use them, we cannot be defeated. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Now, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So if you'll keep the faith, God will back you. The Bible says in the Old Testament that that the uh, Lord would be our rear, our what it's called re- 
reward, re-reward, that the Lord would be, the glory of the Lord would be our re-reward. I said, what in the world is that? You know, I looked at it many years ago, re-reward. But what it means, the glory of the Lord would be our re-reward. It means rear protection. Listen, when you're going forward, the enemy can come from behind. And when you can't see him coming, God said, I'm going to be that protection. My glory is going to be there to be that protection for you. So let's take a look at Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, as we did again last podcast. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So today I do want to break this down a little bit better for you. And each one of these have a have a, a meaning. And the Apostle Paul says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So let, let's talk about that again, in case you did not hear part one. And if you did, it's still good to hear it again, because we need that reminder that somebody's attacking you, somebody's screaming at you, somebody's fighting you. You are not wrestling against flesh and blood. You're wrestling against spirits. The person's acting like that. They have great evil influence in their life. People are attacking you verbally and accusing you and and, and just fighting against you. Let me tell you, there, there is some strong demon activity there in that person's life. Great depression, maybe oppression, maybe possession. Uh, so the devil has come to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So you can resist the devil, but you've got to stay submitted to God. As it says there in James, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. But before you resist, you've got to make sure you're submitted. You don't want to be like the seven sons of Sceva that thought they could cast the devil out. Seven men were going to cast devils out of one man. And the devils came out of that man and jumped on those seven sons of Sceva. And the Bible says they ran away naked and wounded. Well, we don't want that to happen. What? But the problem was, see, they were trying to cast the devil out by the Jesus that the apostle Paul knew. But you've got to know him for yourself. You've got to have a daily relationship with him. And you've got to have a walk with him. And then when it comes time, there's a surprise attack upon you. You could resist the devil, and that devil's got to run in terror. He's got to run. He's got to go in Jesus' name. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we are wrestling. Oh, we're definitely wrestling. But what are we wrestling against? We're wrestling against principalities, number one, against powers, number two, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, three, number four, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So let's talk about these things that we are wrestling, we're combating against we're we're fighting there is a war going on and uh yes it's real the spiritual the spiritual world is more real than the physical world you think it's you know the physical world is tangible but when you are walking in the spirit and you've got to walk with god let me tell you something you realize and you see how tangible the spirit world is. I mean, I've seen things in my 40 plus years of serving God, um, uh, evil spirits. I, I've seen quite a bit. And if you've been serving the Lord a long time, maybe you have. I don't know what position you're in, but uh, we don't have to be afraid because, uh, again, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. But he said we're wrestling against what? 
principalities. Let's talk about principalities for a minute. When you look that up in the Greek, it literally means the territories of a prince. Territories of a prince. So there is a spiritual prince. There is an evil prince. In other words, a fallen angel, demonic power, evil spirit, whatever you want to call it, uh, over territories of the world. There is a demon spirit over the United States. Let's just use the United States for an example. There are, now Satan has his throne set up, okay, in the heavenlies. And I believe he works out of Rome, Rome, Italy. That's uh, that's my personal belief out of some studies I've done, scriptural studies. But regardless of that, let's talk about the United States for a minute. So over the United States, there is a head general, as I could call it, a, a commanding officer, a demon spirit in the heavenly realm that is controlling, that is in control of his subordinates, other demons, the lesser in rank that he in the United States. Now, of course, there's 50 states. All right. So no doubt each state has a ruling spirit. It's very possible that each county in each state has a ruling spirit. It's possible that there are ruling spirits over cities. Look at Chicago, for an example. I live very close to Chicago. I'm in northwest Indiana, and I could be in south Chicago uh, in about 15 minutes. But when you think about these territories of a prince, see, they rule territories. That's what I'm talking about. They rule territories. There's a terri- there is a territorial prince over Canada, over Russia, Afghanistan, Spain. It doesn't matter where it's at. Each country has a territorial prince. We could read about the prince of Persia in the book of Daniel. We could use that passage for an example. Uh, and I, I didn't plan that, so I'm not going to turn there. But if you're familiar with it, that's a good example. That's one of the very plain examples in Scripture where God has revealed that, yes, there are territories that evil princes, evil spirits, fallen angels rule and control. Now, you can tell, like for Chicago, you could tell one of the major spirits Maybe the ruling spirit in Chicago, one of them, is murder. Chicago is, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the murder capital of the world right now and has been for several years, if not number one, very close to it. Uh, Over this past Labor Day weekend, uh, I forget how many, there were many people that were shot and killed uh, and many wounded. And that happens every weekend, but especially holiday weekends, it's horrendous but there's a ruling spirit of murder and when you look at the politics of chicago uh it is so so much crime and so much dishonesty in the city of chicago so many uh governors of illinois have wound up in jail many have wound up in jail in prison for years chicago mayors have been indicted and different things have happened because of their crime and their theft and the different things. So just using Chicago as an example, murder and political crimes. Each city, okay, you can identify 
the ruling spirit in a city by what is happening. Look at Las Vegas. You think it's murder in Las Vegas? Probably not murder, though there are murders in Las Vegas. But that's probably not the ruling spirits. The ruling, uh, the ruling demons in Las Vegas are gambling spirits, spirits to gamble. Why? Why is gambling wrong? We know why gambling, because it's it's a chance. It, it destroys homes, destroys finances. It ruins lives, ruins marriages, ruins families. So that's the ruling spirit in Las Vegas. You know, and there's city after city that could be talked about. We could talk about San Francisco. We could talk about California. We could talk about the ruling spirits there, the ruling spirits of homosexuality. Okay, that control, that dominate the very liberal state of California, that where anything and everything goes and everything is okay. And uh, we thank God for what he's doing, as we mentioned on the last broadcast, how Roe v. Wade was overturned. And for 50 years, millions of babies have been murdered at the hands of doctors and mothers. But thank God today that is overturned. So we've established here where Paul said there are principalities, okay, territories of a prince. The ruling spirit, the ruling demon of Las Vegas is gambling, no doubt. All right. Again, Chicago could be murder And then you've got political crimes as well. So there could be multiple spirits that are controlling cities. And of course, a lot of lesser spirits as well. Some cities are strong in alcoholism. Some cities are strong in prostitution. Praise God. So the city, you could tell the ruling spirit by what is going on there, what is controlling that region, that that state, that that uh, city, or whatever. All right, so let's go to the next one. We're wrestling against powers, the scripture says. So we're wrestling against powers, which when you look at the word there, the, the Greek word, it means ability. It means influence. It means force. So the apostle Paul is telling us that we are wrestling against spirits that have influence oh oh, they do they have influence they these demons work together to gain control of cities counties states they work together to influence families marriages individuals husbands and wives they influence them to commit adultery and to do other evils all the incest and uh, the human trafficking that is going on. There's spirits that are influence, influencing people. That's what Paul is referring to here when he said against powers. The Greek word there uh, denotes influence, denotes ability, and denotes force. So they're using force. They have an ability. They have a power. Okay, without God in the scene, they have a power to control people because people in their flesh that have never been born again, they will do evil. They will they will commit crimes. As you know, you listening, what did you do before you were saved? If you live for the world any length of time, now some 
there are sinners out there that really lived good moral lives and they weren't deep into anything. But there are some that, yes, they were on drugs. They even sold drugs. They, I heard a brother testify the other day on a podcast I was listening to uh, on Brother Ryan French's uh, podcast. And he had a preacher on there and he was talking about before he was saved. He was just talking about it, giving his testimony and the evil that he was involved in. He even sold drugs in, in schoolyards, this this particular brother did to children, I guess. But see, that's just that's just the, the enemy bringing influence in an individual's life to destroy as many people as he can. And that's what's going on in the United States and across the world. There's a there. They use force. They have this ability. And see, the devil's always learning. See, God doesn't learn because God knows everything. But the devil's always learning. He's always trying to come up with a new uh, a new temptation, a new device, a new invention of evil to trick up people in general. And, of course, God's people. But he wants to tie up. He wants to entangle in an evil spider web, so to speak, uh, of sin that he wants people to get tied up. And that's what they do. They get tied up into these evil spirits and they get entangled and they get so uh, possessed with and controlled and addicted to alcohol and addicted to pornography and addicted to gambling and, and drugs and who knows what else. And they get entangled. Why? Because the devil had influence and he kept forcing and forcing and tempting and tempting and people just gave in. And that's why we have this evil in the world that we have today. I don't know that the world has ever been so evil. All right. So next we want to talk about the rulers of the darkness of this world. All right. I want you to hold real quick for an important message. I want to make sure that you knew about my book called The Urgent Need of the Hour. The subtitle is Revival Praying. Hi, this is Charles Rodas. If your prayer life needs reviving or you want to learn how to pray intercessory prayer and break through with great answers to prayer, I do encourage you to get this book. Now, I do want to read you a few testimonies. Now, a lady by the name of T. Bright writes... After reading this, I have a better understanding and drive to pray. And Christy W. writes, The chapter, Through the Veil, will make you put this book down and pray immediately. Great points of help all throughout this book. Brandon C. says, This is an absolutely incredible resource that will light a fire under you. One more, Shelley says, other than the Bible, of course, this is one of the most important books I've ever read. Such wisdom and knowledge. Now, you can get The Urgent Need of the Hour on Amazon, or you can get it on my website at charlesarotis.com. Well, I hope you take a look at it. God bless. All right, so let's get back into that third part of the verse. So let's read that again. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against but but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. And that's what I want to talk about right now, against the rulers. We are wrestling. We are in a wrestling match. We are in a warfare, a grappling match. 
Uh, and it's a heaven and hell issue. It's, you know, we as apostolic people, we don't believe once saved, always saved. You have to fight back. You have to wrestle back. You have to win. You have to stay encouraged. You have to encourage yourself in the word of the Lord. As the Bible says, David did. So we wrestled against the rulers of the darkness of this world. You know what that is? That's the devil and his demons against rulers. See, they, they rule in darkness. They rule under cover. They have a cloak of darkness. They have a cloak of secrecy. They are behind the scenes. They, they're conniving. They're, they're planning. They're, they're testing different ways to have the most effect against humanity. And he's got everything he has in this. I'm talking about the devil. He's got everything that he has in this that he's putting into it to destroy everybody he can. Now, look at all of the world's religions. You know what they are? There are religion religions of darkness. We know this truth is the only religion, the pure religion of light. We know that. We understand that. But when you look at Trinitarianism, what it is, it is a it is a religion of darkness. It is clothed within the Roman Catholic Church. Then you've got Islam, you've got Buddhism, you've got uh, you've got all the religions, you've got the Wicca, you've got all these different spirits that rule and control in darkness. And what are they all doing? Even Christian, quote unquote, Christians religions now are allowing and ordaining uh, gay people to be ministers in the church. They're marrying gay people. Now, do we dislike or hate gay people? No, no, no. That's not what it's about at all. And if you're listening and you feel that way, then you're misunderstanding something seriously because we don't. I have baptized gay people. I have helped pray people through that had homosexual tendencies. And so God is able to deliver anybody. If you be alcoholic, if you be a drug addiction, it doesn't matter what it is that the devil is hounding you with, whatever cloak of darkness, whatever he's uh, attacking you with, fighting you with in his darkness. And why do we say that word? Why does the scripture use that word? Because darkness is ignorance. Darkness is ignorance. And that's why you walk into taverns. How many taverns do you see lit up with bright lights? Hmm? There's churches nowadays. They are, they have dimmed the lights down. They have uh, painted their walls black. They want as little light as possible. I, there's a little concern in my heart about those things. Uh, it's why, uh, why do some want their churches and their youth groups to look like some kind of disco joint or dance hall uh, with the flashing lights and lights down low. And there's so much evil that goes on in those places of darkness. I don't think we should be imitating. That's my belief. That's my personal belief. Praise God. So the rulers, yes, that's right. These evil spirits, they are the rulers of the darkness of this world. Now, the Bible says in another place that, that the devil, that Satan 
is the God of this world. Did you know that? Did you know that Satan is the God of this world? Jesus is not the God of this world. Now, he is God, <laughs> definitely, and he can he can destroy Satan in a moment, in a, just a flash, in a blink of an eye. He can destroy him. But there is a process uh, this this world is going through. Satan was cast down as lightning, Jesus said, when he was cast out of heaven. And he's the prince and power of the air, the scripture says. And he rules in darkness. Praise God. He keeps people in ignorance. And religion that is false religion is nothing but religions of darkness. If it be a religions, Christian religions, or if it be non-Christian religions that do not preach the truth, of course, they are religions of darkness. All right, let's go to the last one here. We're warring against spiritual wickedness in high places. Spiritual wickedness. So we're wrestling, we're warring, we're fighting the good fight of faith. We lay hold on eternal life. Brother, sister, there's no re reason to be discouraged. You're not losing the battle. You may feel like you're losing sometimes. You may feel like you're down on your back at times. And hey, you know, there's times that we, we have fallen, right? And there's times we feel like we have lost a battle. But let me tell you, we're not going to lose this war because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. That faith is going to get you up and you're going to fight again. And a wise man will fall. Hmm? That's what it says. The Bible, the Bible says a wise man will fall seven times and will rise seven times. He will not stay down. He's going to rise the same amount of times that he will fall. He's not going to rise six times. He's going to get up every time. And that seventh time, the scripture uses seven there. Seven is a number of completion. It is a number of perfection. In other words, God is saying not one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He may fall four times. He may fall 4,000 times, but he's going to get up and one day he's not going to fall again because he's going to be victorious. He's going to be complete in Christ. He's going to be perfected in that area of his life. He's going to be an overcomer, amen, an overcomer through Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, spiritual wickedness in high places. So what does all that mean, spiritual wickedness in high places? Well, looking that up in the Greek, it gives these connotations. Prince and power of the air, we already used that scripture, and they rule from the atmosphere, high places, high places. See, demon, like we said a few minutes ago, the devil, he rules from the atmosphere. He's the prince and power of the air. Hallelujah. And that's why your worship is so important. When you stand around stoic in a church service or you're stoic at home and you never worship God and you imitate a stop sign or telephone pole and you can't lift your hands and you can't lift your voice, the devil's got you where he wants you. But you're going to have to come out of that. You're going to have to come out of, out of that in Jesus' name because your worship, what you do when you exhale praises, you are exhaling into the air. Hallelujah. And what you're doing, you are slicing the ether. You are slicing the atmosphere with your praises. It's like a sword that's moving through the ether. 
praise God, and you are slicing the devil. He cannot stand when you praise God. You can be going through hell on earth, you feel like. I mean, everybody's against you. Your world's falling in. Everything's caving through. Everybody's turned against you. But let me tell you something. If you'll start praising God, it's a mighty weapon, and you will confuse the devil. You will confuse those spirits that are on your back. And they won't know what to do with you. They will not know what to do with you because they they feel like they've got you confused and discouraged. But now your eyes are lifted and your hands are up in the air and you're shouting praises and you're dancing there in your kitchen, in your driveway, in your backyard, in the church. And you are worshiping. This is a mighty weapon that you need to be utilizing. Hallelujah. Why? Because there's we're in a war. We're in a battle. Okay, a warfare against spiritual wickedness in high places. Spirits that come down. Uh, the scripture says that Satan has come down with great wrath. He doesn't He doesn't know what to do. He's trying this and that. He's trying to discourage. He's, because he doesn't know. He doesn't know your heart. He doesn't know your mind. He doesn't know, doesn't know your thoughts. He doesn't know tomorrow. Yeah, he knows the past. He knows what happened yesterday, just like you do. You know what happened yesterday in your life. You're quite aware of that. All right. But see, these spirits rule from the atmosphere because they could see from the atmosphere. And then they sent assignments, okay, to cities, to churches, to families. They send assignments to try to bust up churches. The devil will use people. He's not going to come and do it himself. But he gets in some very carnal person. Okay, and that carnal person starts gossiping in a church, starts lying on the pastor or, you know, just just causing trouble. See, that's all satanic. Uh, that's all Satanism uh, in somebody's mind. They have listened to the devil and that devil, that spirit has come down and that somebody has listened. And now what are they doing? They're causing havoc in a church, in a family, a mom or a dad or a son or daughter. But I'm telling you what, you've got power through prayer. You've got power through fasting. And Jesus said, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. He was talking about demon spirits. There's no demon spirit that can stand against your fasting and your praying. There is no spirit that can stand against you're fasting and you're praying. You can cast out any spirit out of your home, out of your mind, out of your way, wherever it's at. You can have victory in the name of Jesus. Fight the good fight of faith in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank God for the victory. You've got the victory. You've got to say it. You've got to say it out loud. I've got the victory. I'm not I'm not going to have the victory. I have victory. Why? Because I'm victorious through Christ. The Old Testament says, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak. Are you weak? Let the weak say, I am strong. Start speaking positive. I am strong and I am victorious through Jesus Christ. I'm over an overcomer by the blood. I'm an overcomer by my testimony. I'm an overcomer by the name. I'm an overcomer by this book, this Bible, the word of God. Hallelujah. I just want to encourage you today to fight this fight and be victorious because that's God's plan for your life. God's plan is for you to be victorious. God's plan is not for you to be defeated, not for you to be depressed or despondent or suicidal, but God's plan for you is to walk in victory, to live in victory and be on top of this thing and to be in control 
in Jesus' name. Oh, praise God. Praise God. So let's read it one more time in closing. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Praise God. Study that passage. Great passage talking about the armor of God. Another study we could do talking about your mighty defensive defense that you've got, the helmet of salvation, etc. But you've got to notice there, there is also a sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, which is your offensive weapon as well. Praise God. Well, my brother, my sister, until next time, this is Brother Rodis. Blessings to you. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarodis.com. There you will find Pastor Rodis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.